Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for watching Instant Reaction. For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. Welcome back to the Instant Reaction. Arsenal 1, PSV 1, Babs. Um, I'm annoyed. That's who? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm still kind of working out my feelings around this and I think there's a lot of nuance to this. I'm annoyed. That doesn't mean that means I'm totally right. I here's what I think. At some at some point, okay, headline, I'm annoyed Arteta didn't play the young players, right? I can imagine that there is lots of reasons for that. Okay. You can talk about periodization, you can talk about well, players need minutes, you can talk about uh, you know, keeping pe- people fresh and stuff. It's not a simple, you know, I take all the analogies of like, you know, this player, you, you can't you know, run a car, stop, start, stop, start. You need to you know, give, give it 60 minutes, give it 60 minutes, that sort of thing. I get that 100%. There's probably players in terms of, you know, in their um, in their professional careers. Obviously, you know, I'm not, I wasn't actually asking for anyone to start or anything like that. You know, El Nenny needs minutes, Cedric needs minutes, 100%, 100%, 100%. But do we need to see Gabby Jesus? Do we need to see Emil Smith-Rowe, who's just straight come back from injury? Do we need to see Martin Erdegaard? I just think... You can talk about it tonight and say, well, you know, he shouldn't have played those players tonight, whatever. Or, or you know, this, this thing happened, whatever. But at some point, you have to say, when is he going to give them a chance? And it's not it's not just those players. You think about it. If you're a 15-year-old kid at Hayland and you're being told, work harder, work harder every single day, there's chances in the first team, there's chances in the first team. What faith does this give you that that's going to happen? And if you're a young player at another club, so you're 14, 15, Arsenal are coming to see you and they're, and, th- and they're saying, you know, yeah, we, w- we want to get you in. We've got a pathway to the first team, whatever. If you're that young player at, let's say, Man City or Chelsea, whatever, who maybe, you know, is about to renew a contract, might sign professional terms here, might not. What faith do you have that even in dead rubber games, Arteta isn't going to play you? You're not, you're not going to, even, even if you are the youngest PL deb- debutant ever. And I, 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 the problem is, is we'll come back and, well, this tonight wasn't right. Tonight wasn't right for this. Da, 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 da. Uh, f- tonight may not have been right. right. 
But when will it be right? If tonight wasn't right, when will it be right? Um, my response to that is, look at their age. So we're not talking about players that are 20, 21, 18. We're talking players that are 17, right? Very, very young. And I feel like what Mikel might want, and this is just my, you know, just a guess at this point, is he might see them in training and they might get bullied. They might they might do with the Arsenal other players. Don't bring like, them then. He, he might see that. And then I think but it's more that he wants them, bring he them, wants them to, the to potentially get them used to the environment. Because I, I feel like we've the fact that he started Charles Sago Jr. in a game this season, it proves that he can pro, he can throw a youngster in from the start. Tough mm-hmm. away ground. You know, he doesn't want to lose any game of football. So he can do that. But I think a lot of it depends on how they train. And my, uh, my yeah. personal suggestion is the fact that the only player we've seen him start this season, a young player out of nowhere, no one expected it, and it was one of the big guns of Mazo Eskeli or Wanieri, is that training is very important. Mm-hmm. And my guess is, just a guess, don't know, that the, you know, the youngsters we're talking about here, they're not, really, they're not really shining in training for Mikel to go, okay, I need to play this guy, I need to give him minutes, or ready for the first team. Because he realises that, you know, if you, if you play him today, Idea is to eventually have them potentially ready if, if we need to have them in the Premier League. And maybe Mikel thinks they're not quite there just yet. And to be fair, they are 17. So if they were just a little bit older, I'd be like, okay, no, this is their last chance. Like, like Charlie Patino, for example. If Charlie Patino comes up to Arsenal and he's not playing, like he, he's got to go. Whereas Wanieri is still 17, 16. And what oh. was his 17, 18 max. So maybe he wants them to get used to the first team environment. I'm also frustrated. I'm not going to sit here and go like, I, they, they don't want to see them play. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was a very annoying game state to be in because you're like, we're not winning, we're not cruising. And I don't think Mikel expected us to go to PSV who have not lost a single league game all season and start cruising with the players, players we were playing. So I just think maybe it's on the train. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, and I guess neither of us will know that. The the one thing I'd say though is the Sejo Jr. thing, that was in a competitive game. So yeah, yeah you know, that that's fantastic. Tonight, we could have lost 5-0 and it wouldn't have mattered. And, and actually, I think if, if Mikel had... Played so, you know, and I, the thing is, you know, you'd all go there and get embarrassed. I, you know, I, I don't think that's good for anyone, right? But, you know, there is a balance. It's not as simple as play all the young, you know, play Cedric El Nenny and then the team of Hale Enders. It's, it's not like that. Mm. But giving someone 10 minutes, giving someone a, you know, and also, you know, not only the culture of, of, uh, of the club, uh, of the youth team, the culture of the club, you know, that the, the, the chances that we've given youth, the players that have come through our system and academy, we can't know until we see it. And, I, you know, may, listen, again, as I say, maybe it's too young, but Rule Walters has been on the bench in the Premier League 13 times, unused sub, this season. So, or maybe, it feels maybe like... in the end of last season. So, so what, and I think he's only got six months left on his deal. So at what point, yeah. and, and look, again, you could go, well, Rule Walters isn't right. So, okay. But it's like one of those things where, I don't know, you, you, you're approaching a big problem in a company and you're going like, well, you know, the printer isn't working. It's like, well, that's because of, that's because of, you know, the, the guy's coming next week to fix that. Oh, well, this isn't working. That's not working. Well, that that piece of paper, well, that's because of the, and then you take a step back and you go, there's loads of issues here or there's loads of opportunities. Not many are being taken. There feels like they're a more, a more systemic issue. And I think it's frustrating for me. Do you think it's as simple as Mikel has a gender against youngsters? I think he hates <laughs> and he to play. Yeah. Yeah. Because for, for the argument that you might make that, you know, if you're a youngster looking to break into the Arsenal first team and you look at these players and they go, we're not getting our chances, you could also argue Bukayo Saka. You could argue that if you do get a chance, which I, I reckon they will if they stay, you know, and if you get a chance and you're able to give this guy time to work with you, you can turn into a superstar like Bukayo Saka. 
Because that's how I would always argue is you look at the young players that Arsenal have in their first team, players that have come through our academy. Mm-hmm. They're not just like first teamers just to you know, fill places in. They will get chances and they, they have the potential to become a superstar. So I get your point of view and um, I think it makes a lot more sense. But I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make sense because I'm very confused mm-hmm. myself. I'm trying to think of mm-hmm. like, there must be a reason. Mikel's not a stupid man. He, there's no. always a reason behind something. And I'm trying to think about what there's- would that reason be? There's got to be a reason and you're absolutely bang on. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting he will have done this completely irrationally with no thought behind it. My only point is Mikel has given, I think six players their debut in four years you know, this, so, so take, so, you know, step back and just go, there's, there's clearly either it's a talent problem, which I I don't think we're, we're led to believe that it is, or there's another issue. And, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, in a game like that, why bring them? Why, if you don't believe that they have the talent to get on the pitch, they shouldn't be in, they shouldn't be given the experience because the only way talent develops is by giving it space to develop. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, you know, or we're, we're kind of shaky on whether he might get in the first team or not. You know, we're not quite sure about the talent. Don't bring him. Only bring players who are sure about the talent. You're waiting for the right opportunity. And yeah. if this wasn't the right opportunity, when is it? I'll tell you I'd what this reminds me of. And this is actually a very good comparison to make as well. Remember William Saliba when he came to Arsenal under Arteta? And mm. everyone thought this guy's got to play some games. Like we're talking Carabao yeah. Cup. We were Leicester, Leicester away and he wouldn't get a single minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were going, ah. Mikel yeah. hates him, surely. Mm-hmm. But Mikel would always say that I saw this guy in training and I didn't think he was ready. Fine. That's what he'd always say. And even though he went to London, uh, sorry, we went to Marseille and thrived, then you're going, how, how can a player struggle in training and do that well at Marseille? But Mikel must have seen something. And look at Saliba play for Arsenal now, it's worked out perfectly fine. Mm. So it reminds me a lot of that, of when fans just could not believe why Saliba not playing. And when he got his chances, when the right time arrived, mm-hmm. it was almost perfect. It was no mistakes. There was mm-hmm. no, this was the perfect moment to arrive. And I and I believe with Wanyeri and, and Miles Oskelly specifically, they will have that perfect opportunity. But I'm not quite sure he's so. at 17 or 18 years of age. Maybe so, maybe so. But not everyone's William Saliba and not everyone's Pekar Saka. And, and also, you know, I, I'm i a big believer in you have to give people space to develop. It's not as simple as you you are kind of you're put in and you are ready-made and you're cooked and you're, you're perfect. You come in like William Saliba, you know, day one of last season, he was ready, right? Absolutely yeah. fine. Players, some players don't don't work like that and they will, can get to that level, but they need time. So, it's like, you know, it's a similar conversation around a leadership uh, at a club. It's like, it's not as simple as you just put a leader in. You know, you sign leader, put him in, he leads. That takes time. You know, leaders, you know, we saw Saka taking the captaincy this year. He he's gonna take more and more responsibility as as time goes on. Yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna linger too long on this because you know it's it's kind of my frustration and I and I'm sure people have their own thoughts, etc. Um but yeah, I just I, I would say as a final point, everyone will have their opinions on this. The only thing I'll say is whenever this is brought up, people say, well, that player wasn't right for that time. And that, that wasn't, you know, but that's because of this or Saliba wasn't ready or, you know, actually, well, this did it. And I go, okay, sure. That's absolutely fine. Six debuts in six years, in four years, isn't enough for us, the football club. It's not, it's not, but I would, I would honestly like to compare it to others because I don't have the stats. Here. I want to see how Klopp does it. How does Pep do it? Because it feels like they did, they give more opportunities, but it feels like, they will give opportunities when it's like almost as blatant mm-hmm. as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. And talk about where City be five and up in the yeah. Champions League. Okay, cool. You know, you can come on and but then City lost youngsters as well. Let's not forget that. You know, mm-hmm. look at uh, was it Cole Palmer? Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, he doesn't he was have in the but I'll, the player I'm looking at the most, and he's not even at Arsenal right now, that I'm going, okay, now we'll see how Mikel actually treats youngsters, is Charlie Patino. Mm. Because he is now approaching that 20 years of age. He's had a couple years on loan. He's developed his on-ball ability. How do you treat him next season? Is he a squad player mm. or is he a youngster? Is yeah. he a Reese Nelson or is he a player that can be given more first-team opportunities? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that will... Again, you know, if if Mikel decides he's not good enough for the first team, absolutely fine. You know, in that in that 100%. case, you know, I, I'm not in any way suggesting, you know, you have to put players in who aren't ready. In any way, suggesting you should. Put oh, they're players, good enough for the. They all have. They have first just, team. You don't, yeah, you don't throw on one year at 15 years of age. 15, right? 15, yeah, 15. years of age. I'm not thinking he's got first team quality. Yeah. However, the, the annoying thing about that was that was clearly for him to make a point, not just mm-hmm. the Arsenal point. More to go like, oh, sign a contract yeah. because you're yeah, going to get a chance. Absolutely. But yeah, look, every single case, you can argue the toss either way. All I will say, just to finish this off, just take a step back. Six debuts in four years. Is that good enough for Arsenal Football Club in, in, in the youth development side? I don't think it is. And that's it. That's literally it. But if you're talking about youth development, he came in to a 19-year-old Bukayo Saka mm-hmm. and developed him from a left Who'd back. Who already had his debut. No, Same but I'm talking about development with- though. We're talking yeah. about development, it, not the chance to develop. You, do, you don't just throw youngsters on for the sake of it. You want players that can actually have first impact. Mm-hmm. So development-wise, he's developed a young player from a left-back into one of the best right-wingers in the world. He's developed him. I'm talking about giving chance a chance to. You know, six six chances given. I think it's like Ben Cottrell, Miguel Aziz, Balogun, Sergio Junior, Patino, and one so other. D- development-wise, Mikel can do it. It's about the opportunities. Yeah. And I feel like he will yeah. only give opportunities when he feels like it's nothing go wrong. Yeah. This youngster I mean, will not be thrown under any follow because we, if we look, Arsenal just lost a game against Aston Villa. If we lose tonight because we started all these young players and they have a bit of a poor performance, because PSV mm. are a good team, they ain't no PSV are ways yeah. even harder mm-hmm. and they get thrown under the bus. Arsenal fans, I'm not saying all Arsenal fans, but a lot of Arsenal fans will be like, okay, well, this guy's not ready yet, don't throw him in again for the next two years. I think I, I don't want to move on from this because I, I don't want to talk about it all the time, but but I, I do think if you have one poor 45 minutes. And you can't hack that, and you can't bounce back from that. I think 100%. that's a concern for me. From, from I would have played him. I'm not saying I wouldn't, yeah. but you know, I'm not Miguel Arteta. And, and also, two of the names I mentioned: Miguel Aziz and Ben Cottrell. Where are they? <laughs> so I don't yeah. think it's a, I don't think it's as simple as as you know. It, it's it's opportunities, and he doesn't give them up. I think that's almost inarguable. Um, okay, let's talk about the game. There's not much to talk about from a systemic perspective. The only thing I'd say is I think when you watch that game there's a reason why top clubs aim for control. And we saw that this evening. And I think, you know, when you can't control a game in the way you normally, you normally can, you see how many chances you give up. That's the only systemic thing I'd say. We just look like Man United. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, to start Cedric and still, I guess, get a point and remain unbeaten, you know, obviously we lost one game in the group or or, 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 or group stage. It's a good thing. You know, I'm looking at the performances decent, a bit surprising because I, I thought with PSV, but I forgot that at one point PSV didn't have to win the game, right? So it became a matter of, okay, well, they, if they don't need to win the game, and I'm not sure how strong their team was in general, um, but to go there and, you know, get a point and not lose, I don't think is a, it's, a, it's a positive. There's just a few annoying performances. Um, you know, Tross, I don't think was, I think he was really poor. Um, Eddie scored a very nice goal, but there's just something about Eddie's performance at times where he, he slows it down too much. I don't know what it is. It, it seems like he's lost his burst of pace. He's not... When he signed that contract back in 2022, he felt it felt like he was a lot more agile. Mm. You know, he was able to make things happen. Whereas now it feels like he's very slow at times, very sluggish, trying to, you know, fight players off the ball rather than actually driving past players. Whereas mm. Reese Nelson, on the other hand, is explosive, exciting, 
adds energy. And that's where I think fans saw that today. And, you know, Nelson was on fire. And that's yeah. why fans want more of Nelson than they want maybe a Trossard who's not as explosive right now. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... The explosivity point is a is a good one. I think. I think. I think with Inketia, he's the perfect squad player. But the problem is, everyone wants him to go to that next level, um, and I don't think he can or will. But I think. I think for as long as he remains at Arsenal and can be a striker who comes in when jo- when Jesus isn't playing, I think he's the perfect squad player. You know, he comes in, scores goals, does the right thing. I don't think he's right for us, but I, you know, I think it's a kind of ticking time bomb for when he he moves on eventually. Um, let's go through player by player. Then, okay, can we talk? Cedric Suarez. Yeah, listen, why not? Why not? That Travella pass. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, listen. I'll t- what I'll tell you a what. Pass. He's always been a decent technician. Like, he's also a good crosser. Yeah. It's not like that's that's something new. It's just that like, I think someone pointed out there he might have been out of position for the, for the goal. You know, yeah. he just does that. He has those little moments or the little push and son. And, you know, I don't think it was a penalty, but, you know, yeah. we know how he's had those moments, but he's, he's not, we don't need to review it too much. I'd say solid performance. He had a great VIP experience playing on the pitch. And uh, maybe that's his last ever Arsenal appearance, but you never know. Hey, you, you never, never know. know. You never know. I've just... Uh, some, away. He's there. He's starting. Some, someone's... Uh, I don't know how reliable this is, but someone just put this in the chat and I do want to do reference it. Uh, Connor Hum, who I know is quite reliable from uh, various interactions I've had with him, uh, understand that Arsenal pushing Ivan Tony on loan in January. Chelsea also eyeing him. Let's see what happens. Interesting. See, why would Brentford accept that? I don't know. I don't know. Unless it's an obligation to buy, because less. For, I don't think people realise this, but Mbwemo and Wissa are both going to Afcon. Are they? Interesting. Interesting. I'm pretty sure Mbwemo is. I'm not quite sure about Wissa, but Mbwemo is definitely going to Cameroon. Mm. So why would they let? Tony go, Mbomo go, and yeah. maybe Wesser as well. And I think Mbomo's injured, is he? Who is he? I think so. So yeah, I I, I can't see I can't see that happening. Um yes, uh <laughs> someone just put we'll give them Raya back. Um yeah, the uh yeah, C- Cedric, look, you know, jokes aside, like, you know, he had I think I actually think he had quite a good performance. There was a couple of moments where he like back heeled it. He had a couple of nicer defense defensive moments and intelligent moments in the first half. But I think you saw for the goal, you know, he, he is gonna get caught out of position and he, he's not right for us, and we kinda know that. It's just kinda I think it's unfair maybe on a professional level to not give him minutes, although the flip side is is it unfair. Anyway, won't reopen that. Um it's totally fine. Let's do, it's totally fine. Uh let's do Ramsdale. Uh, I was worried he had to go off, which was uh, I'm glad tactical. he carry on. Tactical, tactical. Um, what do you think? Tactics. You think it because went down? If you, noticed, if you notice something, Alex, is, uh, as soon as Ramsdale got up yeah, off, he kind of smiled. I was like, interesting. Hmm. And Mikel gave him some instructions. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. Actually, that's interesting. Yeah, because he because he seemed okay with the rest of the game. Um, yeah, good spot. Good spot. Um, Saliba, Saliba. I mean that that tackle and then block from Gabriel yeah. earlier. Yeah, he had a few Ooh. little moments. I think I think at times. Yeah, I- I'll tell you what. I think PSV's forwards had good movement, and they were making some very nice runs, very 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 vertical. So at times it was uh, a bit hard to defend, but I think mm-hmm. it's a little solid. Nothing special. Yeah. Nothing too yeah. much. Yep. Similar to Gabriel, I think it made one error, uh, which led to a shot or maybe a, Two, maybe a chance or something back, and he defines what he does based on Gabriella White's movement. Yeah. Um I think because he moved one over and Gabriel was in the middle, it was just slightly slightly off. Um yeah. Uh Kivior. I thought Kivior was okay. I don't I found in the last few games I found him a little bit stiff. Um yep. he's looked a little bit dodgy in position. He's he's fine. He's fine. But I, the problem is I really rate Kivior and I think with some 
time in the team, he could really grow into it. But again, you know, just being dropped in and expected to, you know, perform, I think is quite hard. Uh, yeah, what did you think? I think Mikel really wants him to work, really wants him to work. And the fact that he saw them against Luton tells me that because he realizes that Zinchenko isn't reliable against those big forwards like mm. Mo Salah. But do you watch that performance today against Bakayoko and go, right, he can deal with Salah? Mm. I don't. No. And, that, and that's the issue. I feel like he just. He doesn't feel natural as a left back, you know. Even though he can play there, he hasn't given me like a natural left back feel yeah. that some players can play there right now. He, he still needs to develop quite a lot on the ball because he doesn't give me enough for what I want. And Mikel's mm. left backs often a very important possession. He's got all the quality and all the ability, but I don't think he has the confidence in himself yet to go give him the ball. I'll play that pass. You know, mm. this is my team. He still plays. He comes into the team like a bit of an outsider at times. Yeah. Doesn't feel like he's a part of that squad. That's you know that can actually make an impact. Um, yeah. So I think he was. Nothing special. I'd say he's a bit of a meh performance. Yeah. Yeah, I think the outsider description is quite good. Because, um, you know, I, I look at the profile and I think, you know, physically, big boy, like he can turn, he can move. He's not the quickest, but I think he, he's, he's pretty smart. But yeah, something about his game isn't clicking at the minute. Um, yeah. Let's uh, move to midfield. I thought Jorginho had a fantastic game. He's, he's solid. Solid as yeah. a player. Uh, yeah. I think the only reason why fans would ever not rate him is because he played for Chelsea. That's, that's literally it. You know, I think if we if we'd signed him out of the Serie A, love him. Yeah. But to be fair, and the Arsenal fans chant his name all the time. Solid professional, and I think he's just very smart. Just knows when to cut the ball out, what pass to play. Yeah. Smart, smart player. Yeah, talking to everyone. I think against. Did you watch uh, his podcast, by the way? I did. It, it wasn't that in- interesting. I don't think he revealed much, but I think he's you know he's clearly a very very switched on guy. Um, I think uh, yeah, you know, I think I I heard a story about him against Villa apparently he was coaching everyone on the sidelines and doing everything and I don't think that's always a good thing I think sometimes people go oh he was coaching it's like well yeah but what, what was he saying well, let's calm down but taking some leadership and taking some responsibility I think is, is always is always good and you know in, in quite a young yeah, I think team at his level of athletic ability you have to be a very good decision maker yeah, and, he, and is. he is and he I is. think that's what he's able to give it away to other players yeah. as well to improve their knowledge I think you're bang on uh, El Nenny nearly scored his banger yeah, yeah. Then I was injured again. Won't see him again for like six months. Yeah, classic. Um, <laughs> ran around a lot, nearly scored a bagger, went off injured. Classic El Nani game. Um, uh, who else do we have? Trossard. Yeah. Awful. Okay. Oh, I well, didn't think he had a good game. Strong, but I just awful strong. Score. I just don't. I, whenever I see Trossard play on the left wing, I feel like he, he doesn't fit in that role. It doesn't, it doesn't suit him at all. It doesn't suit his strengths. And I think when you play centrally, you actually you know, right towards the end you had a chance, and that comes from playing centrally in those mm-hmm. tight little spaces. You can open up a little bit of a yard, but he's not as explosive as a Nelson or a Martinelli out wide, where you've got a bit more space to run into. I just feel like trust all that. I'd say the word is ineffective. Maybe not awful, is a bit strong. Ineffective. He's very ineffective out wide, um, and it's weird because sometimes he comes on out wide and does pretty well, but it depends on the game state. From the start, he has to play more centrally. Maybe off the bench, you know, if the other fullback is really tired, really tired. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think actually, yeah, ineffective was my word for him at the half time. Maybe did you steal that off me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was my word I, I, I gave for him for half time. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think I agree on the touchline thing. You know, we, we George has said many times he's not a touchline wing, and I agree. I just don't think he's got the explosiveness. Um, I think he can receive out there and he does okay, but he's not, he's not able to impact play from that position. He's so much more able to impact. And you don't from, want him there either. The you want him. He's a very tight space player, so get him in those spaces rather yep. than out wide where he's got to almost just do a role. That's yep. why I don't understand. Not not understand, but it's like it's a bit annoying because our best players that excel in those half spaces are playing mm-hmm. out wide off the time. Hamar, yep. Nelly, Saka, Trossard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kai Havertz. 
poor. Don't think he was good. I think he tried, but it, it, it feels like he needs Jesus. He needs the partner. He needs to have someone to play off with because if he doesn't have that, he feels a bit lost. And and often, you know, the one thing obviously he keeps on doing is making very good runs. And we don't find him enough. And that's one thing I think, you know, fans are starting to see more often now. But mm. it was a bit of an old Kai Havertz performance of earlier in the season. And mm. I think it comes down to him and Eddie not being compatible like mm. a Jesus and Havertz are. I agree with your reasoning. I don't think Havertz was that bad. I'd give him like a five out of ten. I think, I yeah, I, I, I would agree with your your principle though. In when the I say it's cool, that, it's because I've seen Havertz do so much more recently. I was thinking, yeah. okay, a bit more. I, I think you're Maybe right average in, is probably in your worse. reasoning. I think I think he you can see he's he's he was making certain runs and Trossard wasn't picking him up. He was making certain runs and Nelson wasn't picking. You can see that he's massively a facilitator on that final third and he needs I almost feel like with Havertz he plays down or up to whoever he's playing with rather than just yeah. playing at his level. Yeah. Um he's one of those players who like if you put him at, Ch- at Cheltenham he'd play like Cheltenham and if you put because he yeah. kind of he kind of picks up the energy of the team I think quite a lot. The one thing I do don't like about Havertz, and he does this a lot, is when there's space in front of him, he never chooses. It's not you don't always have to, but he yeah, never, never chooses never. the option to run and go and just and and send the message on the run and go give me the ball now. He's and never been space. that aggressive in possession, no, even no, at Leverkusen. No. You know his dribble numbers weren't that that high. He's never yeah. been a very good dribbler, never. And I think yeah. you don't try. And he's starting to realize more and more now is that that's not his strength, and he's not going mm. to it. I think when he was a bit younger, he'd be he'd try more often because when you're young, you know, you're a bit more fearless. But I think now he realizes, okay, this is where I excel at and this is where I don't. He's yeah. not trying to do it in the other side. And, you know, I've kind of noticed that, yeah, he's not really a dribbling type of player like a Smith Rowe. And mm. I think it's he needs the players around. He needs runners. And that's what he is. And he, and he needs players to find him. Uh, yes, but I, I, but you know, it, it does frustrate me when he kind of doubles back on himself and he's got the grass in front of him and he doesn't step into it. I think, so, like, again, He's not it's, aggressive, it's, you're right. It's you're situational, right. and I'm not suggesting it needs to do it every time. But, you know, against actually, ironically, against PSV at home as well, there was that moment where he was literally clean through on goal and he just cuts back. And it's like... Yeah, it's just, there's not enough conviction. And, yeah. and you know, I, I feel what, what it is with Havertz, and we're, this is where fans get really annoyed at, is that he might not be like that as a player, but you're six foot four and you're really yeah. fast. And yeah. you're really strong as well. And you can hold just players off. So what's just stopping you? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Uh, let's do some questions. Uh, Bad Boy Scope says Trossard is a purely offensive player his utility is on the counter when we have 70% possession um, yeah I, I, I can't say I love his defensive output um, yeah Trossard's a player that does not suit tonight's game he's right he, yeah. he suits a game where against Luton off the bench tight spaces you've got to break it down a deep block you want a player who can shimmy a little bit open up a little yard and take a shot off that's what he's good at mm-hmm. so he's, he's bought for that moment but he's having to start more games now because we don't have we do actually, so which is annoying because we didn't really speak about Nelson that much, which is we did at the beginning. We spoke about Nelson, and Eddie a little bit before. Yeah, well, Nelson, um, Nelson's the player I'm looking at going in the future occasions when I'm trying to replace Martinelli's pace. I'm bringing on Nelson. Yeah, and Mikel keeps going Trossard maybe because Trossard's a better goal scorer, mm. and if a chance falls, he'll score it. But mm. as a, as a wide forward in the system, Reese Nelson profile just it just suits us more. You know, also fans see it and go, okay. I see what you're doing there. With Trossard, it's a bit like, ah, oh, he's trying, but he's not working out because he's not got the ability, uh, not the ability, but, the, you know, the, I guess the physique to play out wide for Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, Leroy Mars says, the youngsters did not get a chance because Arteta need to try out tactics the team can use if Saliba's injured again like last year. Again. And, yeah, I, that part I can see. You know, when bringing on Rice as a centre-back, that I can understand. But it's it's the, I, I reckon the only thing, Mikel had the idea today with, if, if my team's winning 2-3-0 or 2-1, or if they're winning, I'll bring them on. Right, if they're losing or drawing, 
and it's tough and it's a bit, you know, physical, I go, ah, we'll leave it, mm. you know. And ultimately, look, we were talking about, you know, why did he take them? But maybe that's Waters' first Champions League away day. Maybe. I don't think he's been a part of the other Champions League away days. Maybe since they likewise with, with you know, one year, and so they're going to get a nice VIP experience, you know, on the bench. <laughs> get get the nice coaches, nice first-class flights. Yeah, they're there, hotels, they're watching Netflix. Right? Yeah, they're doing all of that. I would like that. Listen, put me on a bench, Mikel. I don't want to play. There's there's always reasons not to do something, and there's always reasons to do something. And I think you just got to look at the big picture. It's not there's not enough debuts. I think um I think Rice uh was good at centre back. I thought it looked fine. I mean he, we've he's played there before, and it's it's also it's quite comforting to know that Rice can do that, and we can put Jorginho in there because I think we have more options who can play in midfield than at the moment. You know I think once Tommy Asu comes back and Timber comes back, we've got some we've got a little bit of cover there. Yeah. But I think knowing that Rice can do that and has done it in a, a for us on the Champions League game, I think is is a nice, is quite a nice feeling. Yeah, and I think more importantly as well is the fact that Mikel sees it. Mm. Because I don't want it to be a thing where fans are going, you know, say if there is unfortunate injury in the later part of the season, and make it Arsenal guns, they're going, play Rice there. And Mikel's mm. doing it. The fact that he's done it tonight, goes, he goes, okay, look, I see this as an emergency option and I've tried it tonight mm. and I think it worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sway says, Reese has a very high floor in my opinion compared to other players. I'm surprised that doesn't trust him more because that. Yeah, I. Something I felt about Reese this evening, I love I I love Reese Nelson. So listen to me say that again. I love Reese Nelson. Um I wonder whether his movement is still a little bit off. And I, I the only way I can describe it is it feels like he's always two yards ahead or behind himself. It doesn't feel like he ever quite times his arrivals. Doesn't feel like he ever quite stands in exactly the right place to receive it. Doesn't feel like he ever quite gets the channel right, quite gets the run right. I think on on he on in terms of his ability on the ball, I, I, there's not many, not many better wingers at the club. I, I, like I seriously put him in, you know, say the Sacro Martinelli, but I think the next best winger on the ball is Reese Nelson. But in terms of his movement, I just I find it a little bit, and then it, it makes it harder for him to impact the game. Yeah. But in terms and yes, of, you're right. I do hate him. It's, it's the explosiveness that I love. He's a player yeah. that you think of like from the start. We've seen a lot of Nelson cameos off the bench where he's looked very good. Mm. But now to see him play, you know, from the start and be explosive and make things happen. I think it was like five out of eight dribbles, 11 ground duels. Like we're talking about a player that's mm. making things happen. And that's why fans like when he plays. It's because they can see what he's doing. With Havertz at times, you're going to have to maybe watch again, have a second look to see what he's doing. With Nelson, you see exactly what his idea is. I want to beat my man. I want to make things happen. And it's all about, I think, energy. And when I watch Nelson play, I, I go, oh, something might happen here. And I watch Eddie get the ball and he's receiving the ball and he's driving forward. I'm going, right, he's going to turn back and there's a pass. Sideways. I don't see him explode past players, mm. and maybe that's not his profile. But when you see Gabriel Jesus play as a, as a striker or Trossard play as a striker, and they're trying things, um, that's why I think I like Nelson's profile a lot. Is because he mm. tries, and he might not get past his player, but you know, God loves the yeah. try. He does try, and you can see the idea. And there, there is the there is the maverick gene in him, which I love. You but the you fundamentals. Need- you need the fundamentals. The reason you know yes. where Eddie's going to go is because he's doing the right thing that a centre forward should do. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that we should do everything all the time that he should be told to do. But there's a reason why standing in that position there with your feet planted like that is better than standing in that position like that with your feet planted like that in this situation from a coaching perspective. So do, do I don't you know. Think I, just, style just, of play? I, I, I feel, I just feel as though Reese mate, maybe he's trying to prove himself, which would be completely understandable. But I just yeah. want him to almost. Players just play his game, trust that it will come. And I think if you if you keep doing the right things and add a little bit of sauce, 
I think it'll be okay. I think at the minute he's trying a little bit too much, yeah. taking someone on rather than doing the right thing, keeping the ball in the final third. And that what might be what gets him in this Arsenal team. Do you reckon Mikel's style of play is too fundamental and anti-Maverick in a sense? Because you, you, look, oh, at yeah, Bukayo, you look at Bukayo Saka and, you know, he's a very fundamentally good player. Mm. But I think the reason why a lot of people outside of Arsenal rate him as highly is because they go, oh, he's not all that, that Maverick skill, you know, mm. that we see from other players. But, you know, you look at how, you know, the, I think the prime example is Mikel's, you know, previous partner in Pep took one of the biggest Mavericks in the league, 100 million pounds, and turned him into a very fundamentally good player. Mm-hmm. But fans go, he's not really mm-hmm. good anymore. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why people see Eddie Nketiah, maybe that's what he wants. He wants a fundamentally good player. And it might be frustrating to watch, but if he works out for us in the course of the season and we've got a title, yeah, we care. I think that's why, you know, Eddie clearly trains very well. I'm not stressing Reese doesn't, but, you know, Mikel has said in the past that Reese has now started to train at a really good level and that implies, you know, something before. So, you know, I think... I don't know. I, I just, I just think if Reese stood exactly where Mikel wanted him to at all times, I wonder if he'd get yeah. more minutes. Yeah. Um, which is not maybe not the player he is, and then that's fine. Then you just you have different styles of players and managers. And, and uh, but I do think to win Premier Leagues, you almost uh, you know you need ideologues really as managers now who can who can just get their chess pieces and move them around and control games that way. Yeah, if you've ever, ever seen because obviously his positional play, if you've ever seen um, Thierry Henry explaining how he worked under Pep Guardiola. Yeah, and how you couldn't drift, and how he had yeah. to stay in a certain areas. Mm-hmm. Mikel's going to be similar, you know. Yeah. He wants you to be in a certain because his idea of football is different to maybe what Rich Nelson sees as. Okay, I want to mm-hmm. take my man on. He goes, yep. "Hang on a minute, mate. I want you to be in this specific area to pick up the ball." And that's a, you know, yeah. I think he even said at one time he goes, you know, with Saliba obviously be very very good at dribbling out of the back. He hates centre backs dribbling out of the back because mm-hmm. it's exactly. too much of a risk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, we'll leave it there. Pleasure. Um, if you want to hear our discussion about uh, the young players, I think I've seen a few comments. Uh, you can go back to the beginning of the pod. Uh, check out the Canon podcast as always. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, give us a little like on the video. Maybe even sign up to our Patreon or our TDK member side. Uh, not TDK member, TCP member side. Sorry, apologies. Um, <laughs> plug TDK as well, mate. <laughs> and TDK. Sign up to all of them. Uh, pleasure, Brav. Bravs. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Bravs, mate. We need a, that's the podcast there and there, surely. <laughs> it's a podcast. That is a live stream there and there. The instant reaction there and there. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Do you like Sports Social Podcast Network? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.